Hey everyone, welcome to the newest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. This is me, Sunil. I'm going to be your host for this episode. Today, I have Aviral Bhatnagar with me. Aviral is a senior associate at Guild Capital, which uh, focuses on early stage or venture investments uh, in India and in the US. Uh, along with this, Aviral also runs his blog, juniorvc.com, along, uh, where along with a group of contributors, he writes uh, uh, about the Indian startup ecosystem and venture capital and even more. So, hey, Aviral, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Sunil. Thank you so much for the kind invitation and the very wonderful introduction. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything that you want to add to your intro? No, I think I think that's good. That's very nice. I, w- I, w- I would just say that I've been keenly looking at the SaaS ecosystem. Last week, I actually wrote about Postman, which... Uh, is an amazing business yeah. that he is building in India for the world. I'm, I'm very bullish about that as a strategy in India in general. Right. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Like, can India uh, build and sell to the world? And I th- I know that you have written uh, a piece on, on that on your blog. And just like me, there are many people and probably people who are listening to this episode are like, you know, big fans of the blog and, and your LinkedIn posts as well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like most of uh, the people listening to this have, uh, you know, come across at least one of your posts. I mean, pretty wonderful. So how did you like start writing, right? How is the journey like, right? Like from, from IIT and I am, and then your associate at Morgan Stanley, but for a very short time from there into like the VC world. So how did that happen? Right. So it's an interesting journey. And I think you've asked, two questions so uh-huh. let me yeah. both one is on how i ended up here and the second is how i started writing right uh, and i'll probably integrate them together into one story because they're not really dissociated mm-hmm. yeah i i fell in love with physics in around 10th grade before that i actually hated it because most people and most teachers would take a very uh, stock approach to it and you'd have to learn physics in a rote manner and mm-hmm. i remember solving an equation of motion and and really unlocked that as a concept for me, right? And I ended up majoring in engineering physics, IIT. In my second year, I think two very critical things happened. For me, I started a company which was an educational magazine with a couple of seniors of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, and we basically were trying to democratize career opportunities for students in, let's say, you know, big cities which are not metros. So you'll take Bhopal or indoor right or you know Kanpur Lucknow right so mm-hmm. have have money and people know what's there but they don't have access to opportunities right so that that was mm-hmm. one the second is I stumbled upon this website called Quora um, right I wrote my first answer somewhere around 2012 right mm-hmm. um, it got two upwards so uh, <laughs> I still remember it was about yeah. something that we were launching on campus and those two experiences really you know I think in hindsight have been very important milestones for me. I didn't realize it at that point, but they become very core to how I look at life and things. So that was my first brush with startups and writing. And, you know, once I started writing on Quora college, most people don't really study much. And I was (laughs) one of them. So I I, I do other things. I, I, I was a, head of literary arts in my third year, uh, Mm -hmm. like writing on Quora, not so much, uh, like I do now, but you know, somewhat tapping into that writing passion that I had discovered. I've been reading since I've been like four years old. So uh, I've always loved stories and storytelling is probably something I'd I'd love 
right and uh, this you know startup and writing thing in the fourth year continued i joined uh, a startup called function space which had raised money from nexus uh-huh. as a you know growth marketing associate i was actually an intern basically for 6 months while i was in college so <laughs> january yeah. may i was doing that one of the founders sumit maniar actually now runs this company called rupik and we've been in touch and i've i've been very happy to see his success i mean it's a massive business now yeah but function space obviously you know was a great experience for me learning how to growth hack and market and get people on board and i think that really was my first experience with building something for scale even though right. it was not that big and it was a good experience so function space didn't really work out for the company it was not like i was going to join it because i had to join b school right. uh, after that and i was very set on doing consulting i had a consulting job from uh, from iit bombay but i didn't join ended up joining i am ahmedabad and uh, you know the funny thing is that if you end up interviewing with some consulting firms when you are an undergrad they don't uh, interview you and it's, it's mm-hmm. like the most odd thing because you have a very strong profile so right. i ended up not getting like one shortlist I'll, i'll not name that firm because <laughs> they'll probably be upset <laughs> and i ended up you know doing an internship very randomly in morgan stanley which was private equity uh-huh. and that gave me the experience and exposure to buy side investing right so it was large assets not you know small businesses that are just getting off the ground like startups but i realized that that's something i like right and my going back to my experiences over the last four years in the two startups that i did i realized i like startups and i like this what's the mix of the two and Got that's where investing right and it's a very very i i would say very naive way of looking at <laughs> what my life but but you know that's that's what i decided that maybe i'll do that so after my summers you know in the second year i actually started writing a bit more on quran that's really when things started picking up mm-hmm. for on the writing side and what i always used to write was about the why of things and why of things i understand so when i started writing in iit it right. was because people had this really weird view about students uh, who went to good colleges that they just nerds they don't have a life and obviously mm-hmm. i i knew that i did everything but study so i i obviously <laughs> was not a good sample set for that uh, and that really drove me to write in the beginning and you know help right. people understand what's really happening in iit and the same thing you know continued when i was looking or which b school to join uh, both you know in india as well as contemplating the us but i'm thankfully decided not to go there there was no real insight into how things actually work in any of these b schools they're always like cat strategies and do this for cat and do that for cat but i'm like what what should i do to understand what's happening there yeah i is i'm the bad so good what happens on campus why should i take that as a choice mm mm-hmm. mm that answer was not clear to me and i was like nobody is doing it so i'll do it yeah okay. mm-hmm. and that's when i really started writing on quora and suddenly it just picked up right so i i went from you know i was slowly building my follower base but i think that second year <laughs> in i am a after that i really started scaling so i think i was probably like 30000 followers by end of my second year Mm-hmm. 15x and then 80 in my second year of venture capital right and and i saw that i have really stumbled upon something so uh, <laughs> yeah my writing journey actually goes back to 2012 like i told you that was when i first right. wrote 
but things started you know shaping up in let's say 2015 16 which was like four years after i actually started writing and uh, i think since 2015 mid which i would say is like june 2015 and mm-hmm. today here in june 2020 that's probably 260 weeks i've written every week <laughs> without fail right oh, that's, yeah so that's compounding right and and you know i was uh, after you know rewinding a little bit after b school i was thinking whether i should join consulting i had some good offers from all firms but you know guild happened very randomly because i did a winter internship with them because i had not gone on exchange and that was a good decision in hindsight <laughs> yeah and they were trying to give me an offer because venture firms don't hire fresh uh, graduates yeah either from school or from undergrad and i had zero experience so i'm i'm like this anomaly in the ecosystem i think <laughs> there's no other venture investor who has no experience beyond venture right so yeah so i got into venture investing and it was it was pretty lucky and it was not something i planned on but you can see you know where the origins are i would have probably ended up in venture investing anyway and right mm-hmm. this would have been my first year in venture i would have completed four years at a consulting firm and then moved i think i have now got four years of experience right and while i was writing on kora i realized that a lot of people actually started sending me pitches because of that and i said wow this is an interesting way to get introduced to people right and you know you also found me from some linkedin post right yeah, so yeah so some you know very amazing startup founders also found me through some linkedin post right and it's very good for building credibility totally um, yeah one day i was writing on quora and i just reposted it on linkedin and it just flew i was mm-hmm. like wow this is great <laughs> um, and a lot of people actually sent me requests after that and they wanted to chat about the startup ecosystem so interesting mm-hmm. so and then you know this why continued and now you know what we re- what i realized in the venture ecosystem is that nobody talks about the why in vc in terms of why they invest right in right. india mm-hmm. yeah talk the us where it's very deep and very well researched as a16z and ben evans and bunch of others my inspiration actually is a vc and that's why you can see my name comes from right so fred wilson yeah. writes amazing blog called a vc yeah uh, mm-hmm. started a junior vc in homage to him actually oh, nice. yeah i retweeted to him and he sent me a message it was very sweet he just said amazing that's all <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so th- this was like two, two years back and yeah. um, and this you know this a junior vc actually if you look at its origins it started as like this blog on quora because i had such a captive audience there so i could just start and experiment with new things mm-hmm. and it would just be a list of 10 reads on the sasi on the so, sorry startup ecosystem not the sasi ecosystem yeah and then somebody suggested to me hey man why don't you make this a newsletter i'm like that cool interesting so mm-hmm. i started yeah. on my thing and started with like i think 20 30 subscribers mm-hmm. um, from the 80000 followers i had on quora and i just wanted to keep it really small and i didn't want to market it but somehow it just organically started growing yeah right? that's the best right <laughs> absolutely and so yeah. that organic growth focusing on the why and people really started liking it and reaching out to me that hey we have an investor who talks about why things are happening right people ask right. why why do you fund these massive loss making businesses what's the rationale like <laughs> some people or i i thought investors are smart right so you know the why really resonated with a lot of people and then this really picked up very fast mm-hmm. and 
at some point of time i realized that i just don't have the bandwidth to do it in a high quality way if i'm doing it alone because right. there was this this demand and the articles kept becoming bigger and richer so i you know i sent out a mail on the newsletter saying that hey i'm looking for some people who would love to join me on this journey and 150 people applied and i was like oh my god <laughs> that's too much so so i yeah. i was very privileged to get that and i was lucky to have keshav saloni shiraz and abhinav join mm-hmm. as the first you know four members of the team and i think this was around last year in april and mm-hmm. april may approximately mm-hmm. and i think august end we launched the website and that's when things like really picked off so at this point you know a junior vc is i think 15000 subscribers there are 12 member team interesting uh, yeah have like 75000 80000 hits a month for just two posts uh, a month so yeah. it's, <laughs> it's pretty amazing i think the kind of quality content that we're writing yeah. and i'm very proud of it and on the you know in, in the parallel you know work front done for investments led all of them some of them are doing really well i think i'm looking forward to investing in a couple of few saas businesses as well as a tech businesses in the coming awesome mm-hmm. months and and it's it's been like a, a good extension you know junior vc is something i do on the side and it's been a really good extension of you know my venture uh, career because mm-hmm. it integrates very well with what i'm doing so i think you know that's that's a long answer to <laughs> yeah question, but, no, but that's an that's an interesting journey and i i think i know a lot of people uh, like lot of vcs specifically right who are like you know big fan of fred wilson and crazy and yeah and talking about the state of saas in india so you said that's that's something which is close to you as well and you are uh planning to have a couple of saas investments in india right so like according to you you have been digging a lot of research and and you might have done a lot of research on this particular topic right saas in india so can you tell us more on like you know the current state of the saas ecosystem in india right so i i i'll just first qualify i'm not an expert right so i i'm not doing saas <laughs> yeah. investment i mean this is just your perspective yeah, absolutely i mean i've i've not been doing investing in saas for 10 years i think after 10 years i might be able to claim that i know something yeah yeah uh, but you know how i look at it is from you know very fundamental way i think the first wave of software in india was actually infosys right and it's mm-hmm. a bit weird to say that but it was a services uh, business that really proved this abstract uh, model of build in india sell to the world right uh, you don't necessarily need to build product in india you mm-hmm. can also teams in india that are able to service uh, clients globally right and right. i think the origins of saas in india with this model comes from you know the 1990s when these companies pioneered the kind of uh, model that now is more productized right but right. i don't think they were doing anything different from building india sell to the world right they literally were doing exactly that right mm-hmm. it was just this model right and Um, and i think that really is the core as to why bangalore became such a big hub for tech because right. so many people were exposed to what was happening in the us which obviously is a couple of decades ahead of us in a lot of ways and in the 1990s as people were working with infosys they would see that the us is exploding on the internet 
new innovations happening there and i think that that really brought a feeling of building a tech business in india right so mm-hmm. that i think that's phase 1 that's like saas 0 right um, i think that you know took 15 years approximately and uh, i would say the next phase of saas would come with zoho like the key business at that time but there are bunch of other businesses that you know are slightly smaller or don't exist but they were definitely very important there i would even put book my show in some way as a right mm-hmm. that about there it was just you know focused on india but totally a software company right so that's that's like saas 1.0 and okay. saas 1.0 is now where we are today where we are able to leverage the internet to sell online Mm-hmm. Um, there are some wonderful businesses that are getting built out of India, like Postman, Freshworks, you have ChargeTap, uh, CleverTap. So many businesses that are leveraging this marketing-led model, and that really doesn't need an on-ground sales team, right? And right. what we was the big issue with SaaS 1.0 was that you need people in the US to sell in the US. Mm-hmm. right i think that barrier has gone because of the you know new marketing led models and arpus coming down you don't need to actually have someone go sell to an enterprise head it's a bottom up sales approach so many other things have happened right that has, that these are all tailwinds for india yeah. because then the relationship starts mattering less and the product starts mattering more when you are able to do that right yeah. and mm-hmm. when you need to have a sales guy to actually go and close it becomes very difficult to sell if you don't have someone there right in the us yeah. i'm not saying that indian companies can't do it it just is a big leap right versus having a marketing led model and you can just sell off the shelf so saas 2.0 i think is is a big unlock and the reason is that the internet has democratized access and the ability to sell brought down prices made things more modularized and world class mm-hmm. products i mean i think postman is is a gold standard and there is no business that can compete with it in terms of collaboration on building apis totally so, yeah so so i think i think that's that's where we are today and i fundamentally believe india is in great shape because i think we have the greatest depth of technical talent that is able to understand english right i mean yeah. mm-hmm. for example they are also building products but they tend to be for internal consumption the very few chinese businesses that go global probably yeah, yeah. i know of is tiktok um <laughs> from a tech standpoint obviously there are so many chinese manufacturers selling everywhere but yeah um, tech mm-hmm. yeah so so i think you know that that really helps us stand out and you know our cost structures are better more talented people design sense is improving a lot i think all these things are there's a strong confluence and right. it will another 5 to 10 years before which we are able to build big businesses out of uh, out of india totally and when you say when we say right like this is the current state of saas in india and but talking about let's say that if we have like some pillars right for the ecosystem right so i would i would say that there there would be like five pillars one is startups second is funding third is people fourth is technology and fifth is the market right uh, overall so this these five pillars would maybe compromise of the ecosystem it's just something that i came up with it's not something i read somewhere or whatever but yeah maybe talking about these five pillars right so uh, what has been the one thing that 
helped unlocked or was it like you know one thing led to another and it unlocked the whole ecosystem that indian saas companies can build in india and sell to the world but talking about indian saas companies who are trying to build in india and sell in india right so what is helping them not get the same velocity versus a company which is trying to build in india and sell in the us so where is the like the gap here according yeah. to you absolutely i think the the pillars are very helpful right i think the enabler was the internet so i i yeah. you know add one there which is an enabler or replace one of them right uh, the enabler is really important i uh-huh. think market has has always been there mm-hmm. i would say that the last 10 years again because of the internet has accelerated digital adoption right and if right more people are using digital delivery models Mm-hmm. most of where will be needed simple as that right yeah. so mm-hmm. they're just very strongly correlated and yeah. i think that has been the biggest tailwind Sa- software in general as they say software is eating the world mm-hmm. uh, yeah i i think that has been like the biggest enabler so the market has been unlocked uh-huh. by the internet now if you are selling to the us it's just a 25 trillion economy that is technologically pretty advanced right. versus yeah which is a 2.5 trillion economy that is still coming up the curve right, right. Mm-hmm. so the usage of software fundamentally is just going to be much higher in the us and the market will just be much bigger because it's 10 times bigger mm-hmm. so if you are if you are look, looking to tap a bigger market you will sell to the us and that's pretty obvious but that doesn't mean that you know the indian software market will not be big in 10 years or so right it will obviously come up the curve as well but at this point i think what has been solved because of access to internet and i say geo has been the enabler here access has been solved the problem is really the ability to pay right and right. the ability to pay exists in the us for the reasons i mentioned but the ability to pay in india is slightly limited right. if you look at per capita incomes it's it's probably close to like 65000 in the us and it's somewhere close to 2.5000 india right so you can see the disparity is mm-hmm. like 30x so so i think you know those those things will change with time obviously mm-hmm. but if you're just looking at state today the us is just definitely a massive market that is digitally ahead so it fundamentally is a bigger market and that's why people will be able to build bigger companies that serve the us and other global markets totally and like this is this is like very uh, interesting right and uh, i was also talking to a few other uh, vcs on on the same same uh, topic right like current eco say state of saas in india and i think most of uh, the points are like you know echoing uh, each others right so that's a really interesting take i think so avirali yeah, we have reached the course but i have like three lightning uh, questions for you so you up uh, you up yep. for that mm-hmm. sure yeah So yeah Viral so first one what do you w- know about your work now that you wish you would have known when you first started <laughs> that it's a super chaotic <laughs> and unstructured <laughs> it's it's highly entrepreneurial actually honestly speaking at least specifically for my job you have to define your own workflows which is which is very exciting and challenging but i absolutely did not know that when i started right and uh, second one so what did your biggest professional failure teach you i think it taught me humility in fact i, I wouldn't say it's uh, professional i would say you know even academic failures are mm-hmm. important uh, 
humility is something that i learned very long back and i'm very happy about it mm-hmm. uh, failures are great teachers and yep. uh, and it, and it's good to keep failing i think that if you're not failing enough you're not trying hard enough and yeah. i've kind of embraced it in fact it's just like part and parcel of my job because yeah. <laughs> it, uh, if i don't see failure it means that we are not trying hard enough or investing aggressively enough right so so i think the one that really taught me a lot was very long back mm-hmm. because that's when you know i did not know how to deal with failure and actually embrace it but now i think it's it's pretty much part and parcel i, I don't think too much about it totally <laughs> and like the last one is like what's the number one thing that has helped you shorten your learning curve i have an open mind and i'm damn curious mm-hmm. so i will not go approaching anything with any thoughts like <laughs> yeah and i just want to learn everything i totally. mean i think you know these two things have helped me a lot in terms of shortening the learning curve it's extremely important yeah asking the question why right and i think that has helped you like write those like a lot of blogs as well as you said earlier right right absolutely awesome so yeah it's been uh, you know great speaking with you avril and thanks a lot for sh- coming on you know taking time and sharing these amazing insights uh, with us today thanks so much